Hey everybody, welcome to a different format for Behind the Product. Here at SCP, we often find ourselves sharing our view of technology with our customers. So I wondered if that would be something interesting or valuable to you, our listeners, on the show. I'm always game for trying something new to see how it goes. So, in this first short-form SCP-only episode, I asked Jordan Thayer, who is our AI practice lead, and Raman Ori, our CEO, to talk about the recent executive order on AI technology. Jordan has a PhD and many years of experience in the world of AI, and Raman has spent 30 years building software products at SCP and now leads our organization. They are both deep thinkers, so I thought they might be able to provide some helpful ways for you to think about how this recent executive order could impact your organization or not. If this was helpful or not, I'd love to get your thoughts. If you want to share them with me, please shoot me a note at podcast at scp.com. If this is something you find helpful, we'll do more of them. All right. Hope you enjoy. But yeah. So yeah, Jordan Rumman, you know, um, Obviously, you know, Jordan, you've been heading up our AI practice here for a number of years. Raman, you're very, you've been at SEP for 30 years and you're very steeped in this world and are looking at it through a very different lens, uh, but a very well educated one. Uh, I've been on the periphery with both of you and find it interesting and fascinating, but I'm not nearly as steeped in kind of the latest and greatest and not, nor, not near as much of an expert opinion on this. So I'm kind of curious. Initial thoughts. The executive order came out, I think, on Tuesday of this week, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure you both have, have read into this. What were your initial takes? So I think the um, at first I was kind of surprised, like, okay, now? Now feels mm-hmm. a little strange, like not six months ago, not a year ago, but okay, we're, we're doing something now that's very interesting. And then as I dug into it, I was like, well, this, this makes sense. It feels like uh, folks with a large uh, legal and lobbying arm building a moat for themselves. Mm. That was what I read into it. Oh, wow. I was trying, uh, as I read through it, I I was trying to consider what patterns can we think about when governments apply regulation to a thing? Like, what what can we know? As Jordan said, there are lobbyists involved always, right? So often regulation is a moat for incumbents. Um, uh, Also thinking about the degree to which the federal government can act. And that is in mm-hmm. gigantic, vague, broad strokes. And so as a technologist, I'm going to read this thing and it's going to make me crazy. Um, however, that's the altitude that the government can play at. And so let's see what value we could draw from this um, and what lessons we should pull while uh, putting my inner technologist away for a little while. So there's some interesting stuff on that front, right? Like the NSF is directed to build a uh, effectively a liaison for artificial intelligence between the government and science people. It's not like this doesn't exist, right? People like me get called up to review research grants. We exist to advise the government. Those connections are made, but it's regularizing that pathway so that it can happen faster. That's cool. There are a bunch of... Uh, institutions that rely on artificial intelligence, so like the the military apparatus and then the uh, environmental group within the government and so on, all of those groups are directed to have a director of AI, something or other, and also internal boards that can advise them on AI stuff. And okay, like you should have done this and you should have done this a decade ago or 20 years ago, but if you haven't, now the president says, no, please get your house in order. That's that's not bad Mm -hmm. and it's not nothing. But it is, like, very broad. They, they, they can't steer very directly, nor would you really want them to. Go ahead, Raman. Uh, 
you know, a thing that struck me as I read it, everywhere the word or the, the word, the acronym AI exists in that mm-hmm. order, you could replace with technology. Yeah. So uh, go ahead. Right, right. But they, they, they define it up front, right? A machine based system that can, for a given uh, set of human defined objectives, make predictions, recommendations or decisions influencing real or virtual environments. Like that's a that's a spot on textbook definition of AI. Now you look into the regulations. It's all large language models. It's all how many flops do you have? What bandwidth do you have in your data center, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I was I was kind of surprised at how specific and technological the language is, and now I expect an arms race in fixed point computing because <laughs> that's the one that's not called out. Uh, okay, really quick, uh, the one sentence definition of fixed point computing. It's like floating point numbers, but you have a fixed level of precision, ten decimal places, twenty decimal places, not a floating decimal point. It, it, it's uh, it's a technicality because they the the order attempts to specify. Um, a threshold over which if, if you have this kind of compute power mm-hmm. that you are applying to models, then you must report I see, to, yeah. to the government. That makes sense. And so the, the technologists are already, already talking about, well, how can we compress? How can we downsample and get similar results, right? How can we fall underneath that threshold to re- avoid the reporting duty? Mm. Um, fixed point is a way of end, uh, end running it. That makes sense. Uh, I'm curious, you, you started to kind of dive into some of the specifics in the executive order. Um, w- what other things specifically did you guys pull out of that that you thought, mm, this is interesting, this is frustrating, this is like, ah, you know, that's that's government legalese that doesn't really apply in the real world. What are some of those points that you guys called out? I was interested in what their focuses were on. So there's a lot of focus on biological weapons, synthetic biology, nuclear weapons, uh, that sort of thing. There's a there's an acronym for that class of effectively humanity-ending tools, um, and they don't want that information to be easily surfaced by large language models. And there's a lot of space dedicated to uh, helping regulate that and help avoid that. These things are all trained on open data sets. All of the information that they might surface is stuff that's readily available hmm. that any uh, motivated individual could already go find today with Google or a library. So I I view that as a, uh, a symptom of hype, frankly, um, and a way of sort of getting people to pay attention by waving a big scary thing in front of us. But it doesn't feel real to me. Yeah. Um. There were a lot of places that it, it sort of feels aspirational, like uh, there's just a constant threat of um, safety. We they, they must be mm-hmm. safe. They must be trustworthy. We are going to um, we're going to verify sort of the provenance of of things. And um, we're, you know, um, we're going to prevent bias and so on. And and and, and, I, and uh, directionally, yes, these are good goals. Also, these are extremely difficult things. Mm-hmm. To do, and in fact, you know, quite often when I think about regulation, there is regulation that says you must do a thing, and so, for example, the the reporting that we just talked about, based on the the amount of compute you have, um, but there are other things that are regulation with which I will beat you with mm. if something bad happens. I will never know that you were doing this thing that broke the rules, but now I have said they are the rules, and so um, I'll, I'll give a. Uh, carefully an example like we, we had that terrible train wreck chemical spill sure. in Ohio right yeah. if um, if the investigation then revealed that they had used an AI scheduling system and that something had gone wrong there that led to this mm. and that they hadn't followed appropriate protocols this is yet another this, the, the stick gets heavier on with which they're going to beat 
that company. Yeah. So you're incented to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if something goes wrong, we're really going to get crushed. Um, we're going to get fined more or whatever. Right. But, but unless something else happens to draw that initial scrutiny, it doesn't matter. No, no one will know that you have not followed the rules until something bad happens. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the regulations on the on the reporting side was the requirement to uh, report if foreign nationals buy a sufficient amount of uh, information as a service stuff. That may actually have downstream effects for people, only because it's going to influence the market of influence uh, of infrastructure as a, a service uh, things. Say more about that. So, like people buying AWS, people buying Azure for large scale compute, right? Yep. Uh, beyond a certain threshold, uh, if that purchaser is from outside of the U.S., they are required to report that that happened. Mm. So the additional friction there in that transaction, both from the provider side and presumably from the outsider side, uh, is going to reduce demand on those services, I imagine. Mm, that's an interesting thought. It's probably an unintended uh, consequence there, right? Um, so There will I, be many. Yeah, oh, I, I'm sure. So, you know, we, we were talking a little bit uh, just before the show about, like, who who does this affect? Because, you know, Roman, you made a good point that, that you know, this is this is probably more specifically targeted at the the big co's that are developing LLMs and kind of the, the latest hotness in, you know, quote unquote, AI tooling. Uh, but that really, like, that technology is a small subset of the bigger umbrella of AI. And there's only so many companies that have the legal resources and the engineering resources that can really that are really going after this. You're not finding, you know, 20 person shops coming out swinging against Google. Mm-hmm. So who do you who do you to think this actually impacts today? Is it just the big co's of the world or should some of the smaller companies that are in this space mm, educate themselves more? Um, it's certainly worth educating. Um, and and, it, and I'll, I'll keep coming back to this idea of replace the word AI with technology because sure. it's very fuzzy. Where exactly have I crossed the line from automation into AI, mm. right? And everybody's using software tools to run their business and make decisions and do things today. Um, whether or not you call it AI is essentially a marketing function more than it is a technical function. So, um, so it, it's worth scanning through it. Um, there's a thread here that I have seen in other places too, which is... Um, to, to recognize that in the delivery of your products and services, if you use technology or AI to do that, if you then violate the law, the fact that you used AI will not defend you, okay? So you wrote a recommender system, a classic example would be loans. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you give a loan? Who do you not give a loan to? And that thing is biased against a group for whatever reason, probably not intentional even. It's just that's the data set or maybe you were biased already Mm. in terms of your past performance and it's trained on your past performance. Um, The fact that you have an AI or maybe even you bought an AI and you implement it will not protect you. You delivered products and services. You violated the law. It's on you. So it's worth knowing where am I using these tools? and are we doing right by them? Because that is specifically in there. And again, that's the the stick got bigger to beat you with if you cross the line. Mm. In terms of uh, like, so that's absolutely true. In terms of the regulations, the requirements for reporting and whatnot, these are, these are compute resources of not staggering, staggering scale, but the scale that you know if you have them. 
Um, unless you are a shop that is trying to do this very specifically, you're not going to breach that threshold. And like, if you're wondering if it affects you, it, it most likely doesn't. Right. Um, maybe in terms of what you can purchase, how expensive that'll become, the rate of development of things over the next 10 years as people become a little more conservative in terms of running ahead because of the regulations, but, but not directly. That, that's an interesting point that you're making, Jordan, because, you know, um, yeah, uh, part of part of my job is I go to conferences and meet people and hear speakers and and get different points of view out in the marketplace. And I this just this year alone, I think with especially with all of the uh, Chat GPT LLM hype, um, just about every conference that I've gone to and maybe half the speakers have some hook into AI, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of them are pushing for like caution and hey if you're thinking about using ai just think about it more thoroughly and so i'm finding myself seeing these two camps um a camp that tends to be a little bit more cavalier maybe in their view of how to use implement uh um or uh, interact with ai and a camp that tends to be I don't want to say fearful, that's too strong of a word, but highly cautious that might be preventing them from engaging in that world. And so there's this interesting bifurcation going on. And I don't, I don't know, do you think that this kind of government regulation helps, hurts, reinforces some of this? I don't think the Cavalier set will be affected. I think that they will <laughs> charge charge on. Sure. Um, I don't. But that's not really an answer to your question either. Um, I don't think it changes the state of play all that much, to be honest. Okay. That's fair. I I wonder about second and third order effects. So um, if every government agency now has a new set of guidance, then they're going to allocate some amount of attention and resources towards those things. They then buy products and services. They then are probably going to pass through some expectations. Um, so mm. I, uh, this is totally in the world of theory. Right now, everyone in the world um, who has an algorithm is now calling their thing AI. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. They didn't. They didn't a year, uh, just over a year ago. Right? But now they do. Um, but this could be a sort of a disincentive to, to very casually throwing that around. If your customers are direct or um, uh, like prime or sub to a prime government contractor, and you keep saying AI. You, you may sort of um, bring yourself into a, a, a more careful conversation, a more hesitant conversation from the buyer than you had the day before, right, because, uh, because of this. On the other hand, a- budgets may get allocated to go do those things. So I, I, I'm curious what the unintended consequences, like you said before, will be um, when you do that. Hmm. So if, as, as I'm thinking about... Um Somebody that might be might literally be listening to the show right now. If you're listening, um, what should what should somebody know about not just this executive order, but maybe broaden the scope to kind of the the state of where we are as a world with in regards to artificial intelligence? I think Roman hit it on the head earlier, right? It's you could replace AI with technology. Well, yeah. it is just technology. It's a slightly different technical technique than other algorithms which, with which you may be familiar and other software with which you may be familiar. But at the end of the day, it's software. It has no intent. It does the thing you told it to do and exactly that and deliberately and almost maliciously in some cases, that thing you told it to do. Um, so like any tool, you know, it hurts when you hit yourself in the thumb with a hammer 
don't do that. Be careful with it, but it's also useful. Mm. Where do we go from here? You know, if we're a, if we're a company or a person that's thinking about this, that is, is even wondering whether or not uh, this, this regulatory piece affects me, what step should I take beyond just go read the thing? Is there anything practically that you can think of? I, I, uh, I think we talk about a lot is getting your head straight around these tools. And, um, and that really takes the form most often of uh, stop looking at the cool, shiny stuff, mm. turn back towards your business. What business problems do you have? And are there tools, technology, sometimes AI tools and technology that could help solve those, yeah. right? And there are some new classes of tools that are interesting. The, the other thing I would advise people to do is to think very hard about those business problems and figure out which ones are, um, I can afford to be wrong. Like, yes, accelerate me and it's mm-hmm. we're gonna generate some new content, I'm gonna have humans review it, that's great. Yes, accelerate me away. Or I can't be wrong. <laughs> this makes a diagnosis, this does something to the power grid, this controls a, um, a self-driving car. Being wrong is bad and, and bifurcate that world um, there's more shades of gray, but uh, uh, apply a completely different lens to those two kinds of problems. Yeah. Mm. Um, if you're wondering if this sort of regulation affects you and you can't answer that question readily, I think that's a sign and maybe a chance to go build some infrastructure or learn some things about how you're operating, right? Like you should know how much compute you have access to and where those things lie. And if you don't personally, you should know who to ask that question of, and they should be able to answer you relatively quickly, um, at least in terms of broad orders of magnitude. And that would give you a a very quick answer of whether or not this really impacts you. Um, So things of that nature might be surfaced by, by thinking about how this executive order impacts you. Other than that, I would echo what Roman said. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I know that, you know, each of you have your, your own resources for kind of how you try to stay up to date with news and uh, and uh, what companies are up to, the technology, how they're shifting. So one of the things that uh, I'll make sure we do is add some of the maybe the links to things that you guys look at in the show notes. So if you're interested in where Jordan or Rumin get their info or try to stay up to date, go check out the show notes. 